0: Welcome to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth. Over the next hour, you'll discover how to feel better, look better, and get questions answered to bring out your own glow. Make sure to stay tuned for the whole show, as there will be a Q&A at the end of today's episode. Now, here is Carolyn Holdsworth.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Carolyn Holdsworth, here with executive producer, Victoria Valensky. Hello, Victoria.
2: Hello, Carolyn. How are you?
1: I am great today. How are you doing? Good. I'm super excited for this episode. Oh, me too. Me too. We are going to do a little bit of picking up where we left off from last week's episode and also get into some new kind of Spa 101, how to wrap up this year with some killer spa treatments. Um, What everybody should know when they're hitting their local favorite spa or that fabulous destination spa that they're heading to for the holidays.
2: Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I was a skin newbie, and I hate to say it, I'm also a spa newbie. So this episode, super excited.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. We get questions about how to spa every day, all day, and I I, I hate that people have you know a bit of an intimidation factor when it comes to visiting a spa, whether it's a small local day spa, a big beautiful destination spa, or something in between. There's no reason to feel intimidated, but especially after this episode, everybody should be able to just march right in, feeling confident, knowing the lay of the land, um, and just, you know, make the best spa experience possible. It's, It's easy stuff. Easy, easy. I can't wait. Good, good. But before we get into that, so just a quick refresher. Last week, we had a really fun episode where I was talking to everyone about the spa treatments that are great to do at home great to do on yourself, on the regular, to make sure that your skin is as healthy as it can be. And then we started talking about the things that you should leave to the professionals. What are the things that you should not be messing around with at home? What are the services that you want to do in spa with a professional esthetician? And the one area that we didn't get into was talking about the body treatments and all the things that we do to our body from the neck down, right? Because We covered the face, but we didn't get beyond that. Right, right. So I'm ready for the body. Give me all the details. (laughs) Me too. And it's interesting because this is an area in in my industry of skincare and the world of aesthetics and body care that is really growing. It's really exploding. Um, I know in my business alone at Nurture Spa, we are seeing more and more clients coming in for body treatments, and we're going to talk about what those are. But there are also so many wonderful companies out there making at-home devices to really improve the look of our skin, the improve the, the laxity of the skin, which changes as we age. Sad, it changes a lot. Um changes when you get pregnant as well. A lot of us have stretch marks and all sorts of um, quote-unquote imperfections or things we would call an imperfection. And, you know, there are a lot of really cool products out there, and some work and some don't. And so I'm going to go back into my consumer products type of mode and consumer reports mode, rather, and talk about what, in my experience, has worked and what hasn't worked. So just jumping right into it, when it comes to to body treatments, most people think of a body scrub. Um, most people think of exfoliation. And as we talked about last week as well, with when it comes to from the neck up, I'm a huge believer in this. Exfoliation is really the number one step to improving the look of tone and texture, clarity of your facial skin, the skin on your neck, or the the skin on your body for that matter. So without exfoliation, whatever the product is that you're using, whether it's from one of the finest spas, if it's a product from Chanel, if it's a product from your drugstore, nothing's gonna work as well as it should if the product's trying to, you know, work its way through all sorts of dead cells that are just laying on top. And much more so than our face, we forget to exfoliate our body. And man, what a huge difference it makes. So exfoliation should never take the place of your cleansing step, right? When we jump into the shower or the bath, you know, cleansing is a whole other thing. We're cleansing for different reasons. That's just a hygienic step that obviously needs to be done. (laughs) But exfoliation, you know, there are certain parts of the body that can get neglected much more so than others um, without, you know, without any intention. I mean, it's just, you know, an accident. I will say things like um, lower legs. So our legs below the knee on women, at least are usually very regularly exfoliated because a lot of women shave their legs. So shaving is exfoliation. Just like we talk about with men who shave their face that's, you know, daily exfoliation for them on their face. It's a way to regenerate that skin and have nice new fresh skin there. Same thing with on the lower parts of our legs. If you shave the upper parts of your legs, that's exfoliation as well. Um, again, that's just kind of like a, you know shaving our legs and the the exfoliation result of that is just kind of a, oh, that's a happy accident that I exfoliated that area. That's not what we're talking about. When it comes to body treatments, we're talking about intentionally using a product to really resurface that area, remove the dead skin and cells. And body scrubs are definitely an awesome thing that you can do at home. And everything from a homemade scrub that you make in your kitchen with a little olive oil, a little sugar, a little bit of salt, to one of the most beautiful scrubs that you could buy at retail, they all kind of do the same thing. Oh, Honestly, they oh. really do. They really do. And in my humble opinion, I do love a combination of sugar and salt. And at our spa, we use a combination of of the both because salt dehydrates, just mm-hmm. like we know when it comes to cooking, ingesting it, salt is a, is a dehydrator, whereas sugars are humectants they actually are going to help retain moisture and help balance out the skin. I certainly wouldn't call sugar, you know, a hydrator or a moisturizer from a long shot, but it's definitely a way that you can exfoliate and not strip the skin the way that salt does. So, for example, at my spa, again, for our pedicures, we use um, a scrub on the lower leg and the foot in every pedicure. And the scrub that we use is made with sugar. We don't even use salt because we want to, you know, polish the skin and polish the foot beautifully without making it even drier than it probably already is. So that if you think about it that way, that's the role that sugar can play when it comes to exfoliating. But on your, you know, your limbs, on your arms, your legs and the glutes in particular are areas that get really really dry and a lot of people can have textural issues, a combination of Sugar and salt in a scrub is wonderful, mm-hmm. and um, I think we kind of started talking about this last week. The we way did. you, yeah, the mm-hmm. way. Okay, so yeah, what what did you learn? Well, <laughs> it was an aha for they, you.
2: It wasn't aha for me, but now, okay, so if I want to create my own at-home scrub, where do you recommend I find the ingredients? Like, how much sugar? How much salt? What are we looking at here?
1: Well, it's it's a little more than a one to one ratio. Take take a plastic, um, you know, airtight container, kind of a Tupperware Ziploc type container and take, you know, say a one cup measure of your exfoliant, your sugar or your salt, and then take about half that amount, 50% of that amount in olive oil. And I mean, pure olive oil, not Mm -hmm. extra virgin olive oil. That would be my starter. If you wanted to get fancy, you could. Use things like grapeseed oil or sunflower oil or things of that nature if you have it laying around. But mm-hmm. olive oil is a beautiful, beautiful carrier oil. And that's what we call it it's a carrier oil because you're wanting to carry those particulates to, you know, all over your skin, be able to move it all over your skin. And then just, you know, stir it up, feel what the consistency is. And you want it to be loose enough to where you can move it around on your skin Mm -hmm. and, you know, but you don't want it so loose and so oily that it's going to just slide right off. So just kind of play around with it. After you stir it up, try it on the back of your hand and just, you know, take a small amount and see if you can scrub the back of your hand to where it feels nice and exfoliated. And if you want to add a fragrance, by all means, add a fragrance. Mm-hmm. You could put a few drops of an essential oil in there, whatever one you enjoy. It could be lavender, it could be orange, it could be lemon, whatever you have laying around the house. Yeah. Um Fragrance-free, obviously, is great. Um, you could even take a little bit of your favorite body wash that has a nice fragrance that you enjoy and put a couple drops of that body wash in there because that's going to obviously add some fragrance, some scent to it, and you're adding a little bit of a cleansing property. Again, this is not replacing your your hygienic cleanse wash in the, the shower, if you will, but it's just going to make it feel a little bit um, smoother, a little silkier, most likely, and add a scent that you probably already like.
2: Right, I mean, what a great tip! I can't believe that it's that easy, and I have all of these products, or excuse me, all these ingredients already
1: at right. my house, and I yeah. could have been doing this the entire time. Yeah, well, you can you can start now. Exactly. And um, one thing that we talked about last week, when you are doing an at home scrub, always apply the scrub to dry skin, because the moment your skin is wet, and especially if you're standing anywhere near running water in your shower, that sort of thing, you know what happens when water hits salt, when water hits sugar, it's going to dissolve, right? So we find it to be most effective if, you know, what I like to do, I get in the shower. And if your shower has enough room to where you can stay away from, you know, the water coming out of the shower head, take your scrub, start applying it to your dry arm, apply it to your dry leg, apply it to your decollete. And again, be gentle. You don't need to scrub super hard, but vigorous enough to where you're actually, you know, bringing some blood flow to the surface of the skin. Your skin's gonna get a little pinked up and that's what we want, right? Because what happens when circul- circulation is improved You know, we get collagen ignited. We're going to produce more collagen. It's going to firm things up. And that's what helps, you know, work on things like skin elasticity and giving us the appearance of firmer, more toned skin. But use that product on dry skin and, you know, really work it over and, you know, spend a minute or two on each limb if possible. That may feel like a long time when you're in there, but to have a really effective result, it needs to be more than like 10 or 15 seconds. And I know I've done it for 10 or 15 seconds feeling like it's a minute and it's not
2: <laughs> right, right. Oh no, that's good to know.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's so apply it to dry skin and then just rinse that off. Um, and then, you know, go into your cleansing routine then go into washing your hair, that sort of thing. Um, I find that, you know, as we've said, everything that you put on top of it, when you get out of the shower is going to work so much better. And it's, you know, it's, it's a cheap and easy way to, to get a beautiful result. and, mm-hmm. If you, you know, want to do something that's even easier using a loofah, using a dry mm-hmm. brush, all of these things are wonderful, tried and true at home steps that really make a difference. Mm-hmm. There's also the exfoliating gloves. You can slip those on your hands. And I love to put those on. And then I just put my body wash right into those gloves. You kind of, you know, agitate your hands together. And then you're cleansing and you're exfoliating at the same time when you're wearing those gloves awesome at-home treatment. And you know, you'll know you even see those gloves in some spas. You'll definitely see dry brushing in some spas because not only does dry brushing help with um, exfoliation, but it also helps with cir- the circulatory system. And right. um, it's sometimes used in lymph- lymphatic drainage treatments on the body. So these are um, really, really old, old decades-old treatments. I could probably say centuries-old treatments um, that, that are just beautiful and effective and simple. Sometimes the simple stuff is, you know, the best.
2: Well, so are there products that you would recommend outside of the homemade stuff that you could be making?
1: Yeah, there there are a few body scrubs out there that I've enjoyed over the years. Um, Josie Marin makes a really beautiful argan oil-based body scrub. That's one of my personal favorites. Um, Josie Marin products are sold all over. Um, Indie Lee is another company that makes a really nice body scrub. but. Beyond that, I mm-hmm. I use my own. I use yeah. my own. I would say Josie Marin's my number one go to, and then after that, I'm I'm really using my own.
2: Right. So yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. But it's it's then what you get you know get to outside of the shower that can make mm-hmm. an awesome difference as well. In this world of you know serums on the face, there are serums for the body. Believe it or not.
2: What? Mm-hmm. I did not know this. Go on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, think about it. It's, you know, we take care of our face. We take care of our mm-hmm. neck. You know, when it when you get to the decollete, if you blow that off and just forget about it, talk about showing your age. Um, I mean, we talked about with Dr. Simone and a few episodes ago about how the back of the hands can really show someone's age. And so if we would just, you know, take a portion of what we do to our, you know, our face from the neck up and apply it to our body it's it's going to make a difference, and there are some really great body serums out there that are going to help with hydration. They're going to help with um, just the tone of the skin. Um, there are actual retinols for the body as well, and you know we know retinols are one of the best ingredients, one of the best products for cellular turnover to really help that skin smooth out, even out, help with pigmentation. Um, Believe it or not, Josie Marin is another favorite body serum that I love. Her product um, called Milk, which Mm -hmm. is a great hydrating serum, they make it for the face and the body. And I really enjoy the Milk Body Serum. I use it every day when I get out of the shower. I find that it has helped with um, crepiness Mm -hmm. that can show up on the backs of my arms and kind of near my knees. And when we say crepey skin... If you think of like crepe paper, like if you're decorating for a birthday party, you know, our skin can, it gets thinner over the years as we age. You know, sun exposure is really going to help age you much quicker. It's going to thin out the skin a lot more than we want it to. And it's going to appear to have these fine, fine little lines like crepe paper. And not to oversimplify it, but what, you know, crepey skin needs is hydration. Whether it's you know from a serum and a cream and an oil, or at least from a body moisturizer, you know. So I think a lot of times we get out of the shower and we don't even put on a lotion. Right. We don't. We don't put on anything, and we wonder why, you know, we have this crepiness. Mm-hmm. We ha- <laughs> we have wrinkles here and there. You know, our skin can get kind of ashy and flaky, and it's really it's it's so simple to um to correct that issue, and if you think about it. It truly takes maybe ninety seconds. Right, I I have actually timed it because I'm a complete (laughs) dork. Yeah, I'm a a, well, right? Because I get in my head also, and I'm like, oh, I don't have time for this. I don't know. I I, that's my excuse. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's ninety seconds. So let's let's just you know give ourselves an extra minute and a half.
2: (laughs) A little self love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, to, to make our knees and elbows look a little bit better and not like an elephant so right (laughs) (laughs) anyway i i think i've i've beaten that horse to death but we've got to take a quick break when we come back we are going to go into the spa and we are going to talk about the services that are hot the services that are not and how to make the most of your in-spa experience this season so we will be right back on glow and tell
3: Check out the Voice America Variety Channel on Facebook. This is the place to share and read stories about and from our hosts and shows. And you can add your voice on today's hot topics. Like us and comment on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash Voice America Variety. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy.
0: Glow and Tell is the new provocative podcast from beauty expert, spa owner, and product junkie, Carolyn Holdsworth. The Southern-raised entrepreneur will share her unvarnished opinions on self-care and all things that are meant to glow, inside and out. Carolyn will be joined by guest experts who will go deep, and listeners will discover and discuss plenty about what they see and feel in the mirror each day. Questions and answers will wrap each podcast with no topics out of bounds. Don't miss Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holtzworth, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn.
0: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the
3: time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: You're listening to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth. Got a question or want to share a story with Carolyn or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can also send an email to Carolyn at carolyn at Now back to the show with Carolyn. Hey everyone, welcome back to Glow and Tell. I am Carolyn
1: Holdsworth here with Victoria Valensky. Hello, and okay, Carolyn.
2: I know you said we're going to jump into the spa one-on-one, but right. I just had a really quick question. So, I wanted to ask about the different tools people are using on their body. So, again, at I home, see this yes, at home. So, again, I see this on Instagram. But people are, you know, using these needle rollers. You know those wooden roll things, right? Are rolling on their body, right? What, what are they, and do they actually work?
1: (laughs) Okay, that's a great question, and I'm glad you brought that up before we do the the in spa treatments. So there are some really cool things that can be used at home. The um the glow. Pro Roller that we talked about um, in a previous episode from a company called Beauty Bio. It's at-home microneedling for your face. They have an attachment that goes on that same handle that's for your body. Mm -hmm. I actually own it. I actually use it. It's really fantastic. It is going to help with skin elasticity. It's great to use in those areas where it kind of looks like, you know, to be real blunt, some people think they have cellulite and all they have is loose skin. And Cellulite, in my experience, is near impossible to treat and eliminate. Um, However, well, I lied. There are some in-office medical treatments that are um, slightly expensive and a little uncomfortable that have been proven to get rid of cellulite. But if we're talking about something that's non-invasive... I think most creams out there are are not worth anything. I've tried a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really about getting below the surface of the skin and getting in there to those fat pockets, and the creams just can't get in there and do that. However, if you want to improve, as I said, the, te- the look of the skin, the elasticity where it's looser, what you want to do is, again, kind of disrupt that surface of the epidermis Um, by pricking it with these Glow Pro rollers, you're, again, disrupting, exfoliating, allowing product to penetrate. And with repeated use, the before and after photos, they're they're mesmerizing. It really works. It's a very small investment, just buying the extra, the larger head to go on the handle of the roller. I think it's worth it all day long. Again, like everything, you just got to use it. Use it three to four times a week. You'll see a difference. You absolutely Mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. And the other items that you're talking about, like the big wooden rollers, those um, kind of a a casual term for it, it's called a fascia blaster. And fascia is kind of that top layer right underneath your skin. And what you're doing with these things, they kind of look like a rolling pin, if you will, Mm -hmm. with some depressions in them. And they have got handles on the edge and you literally just roll them all over your legs, your glutes, um, the backs of your arms. Um, there's a brand called Ashley Black that sells these that I know. I know some people that have used them, and they've had really beautiful results with them. I've not personally tried these, but I have seen great befores and afters. So I think those are definitely worth investigating if that's something that you want to work on in terms of your body most people have this issue in the lower body. So I'd say, you know, glutes, kind of the sides of the thighs, tops of, you know, fronts of thighs and backs of thighs. It's a low cost investment for something that I have seen to have positive results. Again, you just need to do it. You you just got to use it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Perfect. So listeners take before and after photos.
1: Oh, totally. (laughs) Oh, we'd love to see that. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, but yeah, so you know, once you're once you're at the spa, there, you know, is of course an array of services that that all spa, well, most spas will offer, okay? Most full service spas. And when you hear the term, let's start there, full service spa, that means it's a spa that's offering a myriad of services, usually head to toe. So they're offering facial treatments, they're offering hair removal treatments, body treatments which includes scrubs, wraps, massages, um, and then usually manicure and pedicure services. Many spas also offer hair services. So that's what the whole term full service means. It means they're offering pretty much everything. There are many, many spas now um, that are a little more singular in their offering in that they are a skincare spa. So they're really focusing from the neck up um, certainly medical spas are primarily neck up with you know some exceptions to hair removal laser hair removal, things of that nature. But what we're gonna talk today is about a full service spa and what to look for, what to expect, what to ask for. And as I said earlier, my goal is to just, you know, demystify this industry and encourage people to visit their spa if they're not already, because it is such a a home of wellness a home of nurturing it is a place when you when you walk out you truly feel better from the inside out because of what was done from the outside in mm-hmm. and you know when i opened my business um over 17 years ago now I, I wanted to be that place, that respite for people that felt uncomfortable and fit when we're kind of nervous and thought that spas were for, you know, just the elite or just the wealthy. And, you know, they're not that they're really, right. they're, they're a home of wellness. And I will say, you know, the most popular service in, in most all spas across the country is massage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And a lot of spa menus can, can be a little confusing when it comes to, how they name their massages and they have very creative names sometimes that just don't come right out and say, this is a deep tissue massage, or this is a Swedish massage. So if you're, if you're confused by the language on the spa menu, quickly pick up the phone and talk to the person at the front desk and ask them, okay, I'm just really looking for a deep tissue massage. Which one should I book? Mm Mm-hmm because they will they will have that they will have that on there um you know when you see east meets west or you know asian fusion you know indulgence you don't know what's involved right think about what you're looking for and if what you're wanting is a 90 minute deep tissue massage just ask for that and they will they'll guide you in that direction um, I'm
2: so glad you're saying that because
1: it can be so intimidating. How do you know what the difference is?
2: You know, from a deep tissue to a Swedish massage and, you know, it's well, hard to relax when you're not sure what to expect.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true <laughs> which is obviously counterintuitive. Right. Well, in general, I will say there are really three types of massages that most spas offer and they may be disguised with a fancy name, but at the end of the day, there is a Swedish massage. There is a therapeutic or a deep tissue massage. And then there's a hot stone massage. Those are by far and wide the most popular that you can find anywhere. So a Swedish massage, it's a light pressure massage. It's not deep work. Mm -hmm. It's not there to really work over your muscles and, you know, deconstruct and take out, you know, a lot of muscle tension, a lot of muscle soreness. If you're an athlete, that is not the intention. It is a beautiful, lighter touch, usually full body. So head to toe, front and back, they'll flip you over. And it's just meant to relax you. There's a lot of flow. The type of um, massage style that's used is called effleurage. And it's just a really beautiful, flowy feel to it. Um, The way you might apply lotion to your arms and your legs, that kind of mimics the, the, the most basic basic part of a swedish massage. Um are they going to get in there and if if your therapist feels a little not here they will they address it. Hopefully maybe, but mm-hmm. the I will say the intention is not to do that. Um so if if you don't receive that when you've booked a swedish massage, um I beg of you not to be disappointed or register a complaint because that's not really what it's about. It's about just getting the circulation going and providing a very relaxing experience. That's the point of Swedish massage. If, however, you are like most of us and you're a little jacked up in the neck and the shoulders and the low back, you need some therapeutic work, (laughs) (laughs) right? Yep. That's me. You need, Mm -hmm. right. You need something that's deeper tissue. And That's when you're going to look for deep tissue massage, therapeutic massage. Those are really one in the same. And again, if you're confused, pick up the phone, call the spa, and tell them what you're looking for. Let them know that you're looking for a little bit of deeper pressure. Describe, um, you know, what created this. I work out a lot. I'm a cyclist. I'm a runner. Um, I just traveled to Asia and back and I was sitting on a plane for 30 hours. Let them know what your concerns are and they can provide that recommendation. And um, most spas are also going to offer different lengths of massages. I should mention this now. And it's quite common to see a 50-minute or a 60-minute massage. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also common to see probably a 75-minute or an 80-minute length, and then also a 90-minute length, an hour and a half. In my humble experience, um, and obviously I'm biased, the longer the better because it takes us as humans about 15 minutes to relax enough on the massage table before any real quote-unquote work from the therapist can be done. We are as humans, we are so wound up and we've probably been running around all day and then we're rushing to get to the spa appointment and you, you know, throw on your robe and your sandals and you finally get on the massage table and you exhale, but (laughs) you're still, you're still, you know, tight as a, yeah, you're tight as a drum. And so by the time your body, you know, chills out a little bit, you get comfortable with the touch of the therapist, 15 minutes are gone. Right. And then you've only got another 30ish or so to to really get in there and enjoy that experience. So if, you know, if your budget and your schedule does allow for something longer, I really encourage that. You're just going to you're just going to receive so much more from the experience. And in the end, you probably if you're, you know, planning a regular schedule of massages cuz let's say you're trying to work on an issue, most likely you can if you get a longer massage, you won't need to come as often.
2: Mm. so how, how often do you recommend coming in?
1: Well, it depends on you know what the client is is struggling with. I know for me, I've been kind of dealing with a chronic shoulder issue for a while. So I've been getting a massage every week if I if I can make that happen schedule wise. Um, but I would say if you do have a, an issue that you're trying to deal with at least twice a month, um, ideally, if it could be once a week, that's how you can really chip away at the the issue a lot quicker. And the goal is to absolutely have you come in less and less and only come in for, you know, just sheer pleasure, not to right. deal with this acute chronic condition that you may have in your low back or some sciatica or your your neck and shoulders. Um, so do ask your therapist for recommendations on the frequency, though, as you mentioned, Any therapist that's, you know, invested in the healing and the wellness of their client is going to give you a recommendation and please take it for how it's intended. It's not a a sales tactic or a Mm -hmm. technique to just try and um, get you in here a whole bunch. It really is to really help this issue, help this condition that wasn't created overnight. So it's not going to be fixed in one 50 minute massage. That's for sure.
2: No, and that's a that's a great tip. And can I do the same thing with facials? For example, if I've never had a facial before, can I call in and ask, "Hey, what type of facial should I get for this
1: skin type?" Absolutely. Absolutely. Um the facials are more confusing now than ever. Let me just put it that way because the industry has exploded. We we've, we've talked about facials off and on throughout the season and Yeah, calling the front desk and talking about what's going on with your skin briefly um, because they're probably not an esthetician. Well, they can definitely help guide you towards what to book. And so let's talk about the basics. Let's talk about the types of facials and what you're gonna see on most menus. So most, most spa menus will have a version of what's called a European facial. And that is a facial that's normally just under an hour in length, it's going to have a couple steps of cleansing, exfoliation, beautiful use of a facial steamer, there's going to be facial massage, there's likely to be some décolleté and a little bit of light neck massage and some arm and hand massage as well. This facial should also always include a really thorough consultation with your esthetician about what's happening with your skin. This is the the moment of collaboration where you're sharing What's been happening with your skin over the past couple of weeks, the products that you're using? And we ask those questions so we can, you know, number one, understand if there's any allergies or any sensitivities to anything and get a sense of your lifestyle and what could be, you know, creating the skin condition that you're wanting to improve. Um but usually after that little bit of collaboration at the at the beginning of the facial your esthetician should be quiet should be you know just diving into that experience and letting you relax and and enjoy all the the beautiful components that come with a european facial um, when it comes to talking during facials mm-hmm. this is this is probably i'd say the number one client complaint that um Thankfully, it doesn't happen a whole lot at Nurture Spa, but I know I've experienced it as a client in many places. Um, Let your esthetician know that you don't want to talk.
2: Mm, So it's kind of like a trip to the dentist, right? You don't want to be talking (laughs) while you're at the dentist.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, let your massage therapist know that you don't want to talk. Again, any professional in this industry knows to not initiate conversation and to allow the client to really enjoy their experience um, in in silence, if that's their choice. If the client initiates conversation, your therapist, of course, is going to reply back and that sort of thing. But um, if you've had spa experiences where your esthetician was a little too chatty, your massage therapist was a little too chatty, please, please say something. And just at the very beginning, you can say, oh my gosh, Victoria, I'm so happy to be be here. I've had such a long week and I'm just so excited to just, you know, not talk and just relax. And, you know, I talk all day for work. So, Mm -hmm. so excited just to relax. Saying something like that will give them the cue. Okay, got it. I'm not going to be, you know, a chatty Kathy here with my client.
2: Right. So there's no obligation to have to chat with
1: them. No, absolutely not. And it's your time. You are paying for this time. So, you know, let them know what you're looking for out of this experience. It's it, I can't stress that enough. Just tell them what you're looking for. Um I find there's nothing more unrelaxing than to try to carry on a conversation while I'm on the facial table. And also during massage, um you know, while sometimes your therapist may encourage you to take a few breaths because, you know, breath work will actually help with the therapy at certain points. If you are talking engaged in a conversation, I mean, you can feel what's happening with your body when you're in a conversation versus when you're laying in stillness or silence. It takes energy to talk. It takes, you start tensing up. And obviously that's completely counterintuitive to what you want to accomplish when you're on a massage table. So um, if they're not, you know, really controlling that that experience of silence and creating what you want, let them know what you need. It's your time. Perfect.
0: Good, good, good.
1: Well, we have got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to continue talking about in spa treatments and what is hot and what is going to make you feel super fabulous this season. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back on Glow and Tell. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the midlife whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
3: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
0: You're listening to Glow and Tell with Carolyn Holdsworth. Got a question or want to share a story with Carolyn or her guest? Join us on the show at 866-472-5788. That's 866-472-5788. You can also send an email to Carolyn at carolyn at Now back to the show with Carolyn.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Glow and Tell. I am Carolyn Holdsworth here with Victoria Walensky. Hello. So, Carolyn, we were talking about the European facial. Yep, we were. All right. I'm talking about not talking during our our treatments.
2: Right, exactly. Not feeling obligated to, because I know that's totally me and there's nothing less relaxing than feeling like you have to talk the whole time. Agreed, agreed. So I've heard of other types of facials and excuse me, but I don't remember their names. So if you can kind of touch on facials other than the European facials, what else do we have? Absolutely.
1: Well, again, this is going to be something specific to whatever spot is that you're considering, but you will see things like an anti-aging facial. Again, it may have a more creative or fancy name than that. You'll see an acne facial, which is really intended for someone that has, you know, active breakouts, true acne and acne facial is not intended for somebody that gets a blemish here and there say around a certain time of the month or what have you um you can always usually book an acne facial and they can switch it you know at that moment into something else but what's what's really of the moment right now are facial treatments that are, you know, taking things to the next level. There's things like dermaplaning. Dermaplaning has become very, very popular over the past 10 years. And dermaplaning is where we are actually using a surgical blade that feels very, very gentle, that's removing all the vellus hairs from our face, peach fuzz, as many of Mm -hmm. us call it. Mm -hmm. Um, The intention of dermaplaning is not really to, you know, give ourselves a shave but it is to it's it's a form of manual exfoliation that takes off those dead cells which is going to you know leave our skin feeling very very smooth very silky and by virtue of removing all those vellus hairs your moisturizers your serums all the products that you apply on top are going to penetrate so much better If you wear makeup, it's going to lay much better. You'll probably use a lot less product. You're going to use less skincare product and less makeup when things can penetrate. It's back to that exfoliation. And I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it really makes all the difference. If you can incorporate that step, all your products are going to last longer and work a lot harder. Dermaplaning is something that is... um, it's great for all skin conditions for the most part. It's something that you should certainly ask your esthetician about if they offer. Um, there are very few skin conditions that can't um, experience dermaplaning. It's not something that everyone needs every visit. I know for me in particular, I need it about every four to five weeks, but it's usually somebody that's, you know, probably above the age of 35 or 40 that really has more vellus hair than somebody, you know, at a younger age but it's definitely something worth exploring. It's a beautiful service and it really makes a great, great difference. It can be partnered with a traditional facial. It could be that that manual exfoliation step in a traditional facial. So always feel free to ask if that could be added on. Um, there are also treatments out there. Um, there's a branded type of facial called a hydrafacial and hydrafacial, that is a brand name and it is a medical device it's a hydrofacial machine that is used to administer a really beautiful medical grade facial treatment it um was created as an alternative to um to um microdermabrasion sorry i had a, <laughs> a little lapse in memory there <laughs> microdermabrasion which is still popular but it was very very popular about 15 20 years ago and this was created as as a as a less aggressive Option that that didn't disrupt the surface of the skin as much, but delivered actually you know more exfoliation, a bigger bang, a bigger benefit than than microdermabrasion. Um, we use hydrofacial um, machines. We've got two hydrofacial machines at my spa, Nurture Spa, and the service is exceptional. I cannot recommend it enough. So if you are ever recommended a hydrofacial, I would absolutely run and get one. Again, it's not something you necessarily have to do every visit to the spa. But if you haven't had one, I would try it because it's deep exfoliation. It's um, putting all sorts of delicious serums um, that are customized for your skin to get conditioned into the pores. Um, you will leave glowy, you will leave extremely hydrated. It feels great. there's no discomfort. Um, it is a little bit more expensive usually than a traditional facial, but the results are are phenomenal. They're just beautiful and beyond that you know this is where a lot of spas will kind of make up their own protocol for a facial where they may take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and it's kind of like a buffet offering if you're if again if you're seeing something that sounds interesting but you're confused by it just ask you know ask before booking oftentimes these these um facial services that are really customized require a special skill set, special training. So perhaps not everybody in the spa is is authorized or licensed to perform them. They may require special equipment. So it's always good to ask questions in advance so that you can, you know, try to book what you want ideally beforehand because if you if you get into the, you know, the treatment room and you suddenly decide that you want a hydrofacial but let's say the hydrofacial machine is being used. You know, by another client in another room on another floor within the spa. Well, that's going to be a, a bit of a bummer, and it's no fault to the spa. They'll, of course, I'm sure, do anything they can to make it happen. But you know, ask the questions in advance, and if the person at the front desk is not able to answer the questions that you need, ask to speak with an esthetician. We love talking to our clients, and we love talking about facial treatments. It's what we do, so don't be afraid to ask. Um, let's see, no, peels. That's-
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Peels. And I
1: was going
2: to say peels. Yes. <laughs> I, that's all I hear are peels. And I'm like, peeling what? So yes, if you can go into detail about facial
1: peels. What are we peeling? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, and this is actually what we call um, us nerds in the in the spa industry. It, we're now in peel season because <laughs> the, the best time to start a series of chemical peels is when it's, you know, colder weather, when it's not in the middle of summer and we're, you know, laying outside, enjoying the sun and that sort of thing. So chemical peels it's a form of exfoliation it's chemical exfoliation um they are non-invasive um many of them have zero discomfort you barely feel them being applied to your skin and they just give a beautiful result in terms of oh my gosh pulling off that that dead layer of of dirt oil debris skin some of them go actually, you know, into the mid-level of the of the dermis, um, but the more surface peels even will leave you just glowy and bright, and they're going to pull things out of your pores. They're going to reduce the appearance of the pore size even. They can also soften fine lines and wrinkles. And again, there are so many different types of peels that are out there. So be sure to ask about the type that they are offering you and what is available. There are peels that are based in you know, mm-hmm. l- using lactic acid, which is milk derived. There are salicylic um, based peels, glycolic based peels, and these all deliver different benefits. So depending on what you're wanting to achieve from your peel, talk to the esthetician about their offerings of peels and also know what you're what what's happening with your skin at that moment. If you're taking any sort of, oh gosh, any oral products, let your esthetician know what's happening. They may also ask you to curtail the use of certain topical products like retinols, because we we don't need to have you overly exfoliated when you start a treatment like this or receive at least whether it's a series or at least one. So, you know, collaborate and have that conversation um, in advance if possible. But there are also, you know, lighter peels, quote unquote, things that are not quite as deep or quite as aggressive that could be, you know, added quite often, you know, in the moment. And if those are offered, I always recommend giving them a shot as long as there are no personal contraindications for them because they give a a killer result. Killer result, just dials up your facial.
2: So for peels, you're saying... Mostly
1: in the wintertime, right? That's how often I should be getting them? Well, peels, you can receive a peel any time oh, of the year. You just probably don't want to head right to the beach and lay out, you know, and or lay out by the pool after receiving a peel, especially if it's something a little more active, a little more aggressive. Um, that's why we recommend um, getting a monthly peel, even a, a biweekly peel in, you know, the fall and definitely the winter time. But again, depending on your lifestyle, depending on where you live, um, you know, talk to your esthetician. They're, they're just a great, great service to consider that can be very, very transformative in a really short period of time. So one thing before um, before we wind down this episode, which seems to be going so quickly, um, I know we get a lot of questions all the time. And I know you've wondered this as well, Victoria, about, you know, when you're in the spa, The logistics, the locker rooms, what to wear, you know, how am I, you know, the undressing part, what to wear in the treatment room. So I just want to kind of give you, you know, my global view on how this all works, right?
2: Please do, because (laughs) I still don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the bottom line is this. Only do what you're comfortable doing, okay? Like most things in life, whatever is going to make you feel safe, secure, and comfortable, that's what you should do. When you are in a facial service, most often um, you are given a facial wrap to wrap around you. You you will undress. Most people leave their bottoms on. They leave underwear on and put the facial wrap around them. They're covered at all times. And then you get under the sheets, onto the table, facial's administered. When it comes to massage, same thing. We always say undress to your comfort level. I would say it's probably 50-50. 50% 50 of the people leave their underwear on, 50% of the people remove their underwear. It's whatever you are comfortable doing. What I will say is any proper, appropriate, licensed spa always employs very conservative draping, modest draping methods when they are working on you in, you in the massage room. So if they're going to be working on your legs, you are always going to be securely covered at all times. Um if if you want to be even more modestly covered, just say that. We we are so okay with whatever you want to have happen to make you feel more comfortable in that environment. Um so again, undress to your comfort level. Leave your underwear on, take your underwear off, doesn't matter um and in those moments you know let the let the therapist know don't touch this area do touch that area don't mess with my hair we can customize anything that you want we want you to get the best experience possible we want you to leave feeling more relaxed not filled with anxiety because you felt that you know your butt was hanging out or something like right. that <laughs> you know and um yeah th- that's that's not what we're trying to achieve here um but yeah, undress to your comfort level. Um, if there are locker rooms, that's always you know a really nice, easy, convenient thing to use. It's a beautiful amenity. Um, many locker rooms are outfitted with you know hair dryers and flat irons and you know shower caps and things of that nature to get yourself ready after your treatments in case you're you know going to go run around or go have lunch or something like that. Um, if you are curious as to what their amenities are, always ask. Some spas are better stocked than others. Um, but yeah, the locker rooms are great. Some have saunas, some have steams. Take advantage of them. They're really expensive things to build and install. And we want you using them. And they're usually free. There's no cost to using those things. So.
2: Free? Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm in. Three ninety nine. I love that. Three <laughs> ninety nine. 99, oh my <laughs> God. Okay, well, I've s-
1: never heard free 99 I'm using that. You're welcome. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing of things that aren't free, what about tipping? How yeah, do you know How much to tip?
1: Yeah, last but not least. So the industry standard is 20%. Um, we see so many clients leaving more than that. Again, this is something that's up to your discretion. It's whatever you're comfortable doing. But I will say that the indus- industry standard is 20%. And um, inquire about tipping before you go. Many many spas are cash only for the gratuities. Some will let you leave them on a credit card. Um, a lot of spas are also using Venmo now. So just ask. Um, I know we like to tell our clients when they're booking their appointments, what um, forms of gratuity we accept at Nurture Spa. But again, just ask. It's important. And I will say, I can't stress this enough. um, I don't know a single spa out there where gratuities, tips are not a major part of the spa therapist's salary. It's a, it's a really big part. Um, there are some people that just don't want to leave a gratuity. And if that's your prerogative, that's totally fine. But I will say that pretty much universally, it's it's considered a large part of their salary. So thank you in advance for anything that you share. <laughs> <laughs> I hope today was helpful. I hope it took some of the mystery out and encourages people to get to the spa.
2: I'm already less intimidated and ready for the spa. So I hope listeners are as well.
1: Oh my gosh, me too. And anytime, y'all, if you have any questions, please reach out to me, Carolyn at glowandtell.net. Um, send a message on Instagram, um, at Carolyn Holdsworth. Um, I would love to hear from you. I love answering these questions. And, you know, there's nothing more that I love talking about than than going to the spa. So as always, Victoria, thank you for today. And thanks everyone for listening to Glow and Tell. Um, so excited to have you here and so excited to connect with you guys next time. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Glow and Tell. We hope you enjoyed today's topic. Didn't get your question in? Be sure to call in again next week. We wish you a wonderful week.